Networking legend talks about the power of networking for business. Today I'm delighted to talk to Kingsley Aikens from the Networking Institute. Kingsley is a well-respected networking legend and I love how he's moved his networking business online. There are lots of takeaways in this episode about how to grow your business network today. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to the Selfmaker Show. This is your host, Connor Lynch. Hi, Kingsley. Hi, Connor. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you today? So splendid, splendid. It's a Friday. Yeah, yeah excellent, brilliant. So, Kingsley, uh, obviously, I know you well, going back the years, but uh, others, some other people mightn't have met you before or heard of you. Do you want to tell us about your your some of your career highlights and um, your background? Yeah, sure. I come from Dublin. I'm a Dub, been uh, born, bred here. <clears throat> but when I went to college here, but you know, I was really keen to to get away. I actually went off and spent a year playing rugby in France, um, and then I got I got beat up over there, and I got injured, and I, I had to give up playing. But <clears throat> but it was, it was a good experience, a tough experience. Um, and and then I, I went back and did a bit more study on international marketing, and I joined an organisation called Corastructola, which was. Mm used to be called CTT, which was the Irish Export Board. And it was a wonderful institution. It was a really quite a cavalier organization. Um, you were given a great deal of freedom. It was all about you know promoting Irish exports around the world. And I put my hand up for a posting. I was keen to get posted overseas to one of their offices. I always remember the day there was five cities up for grabs. It was Moscow, uh, Sydney, uh, Lagos, um, Glasgow, and then the glamour posting, and no disrespect, Limerick. But actually, I got posted to Sydney. I went yeah. out to Sydney, and uh, and that really started a whole adventure for me because I didn't know a sinner when I got there, yeah. and um, <clears throat> I had to kind of just create something from nothing. So that was a really interesting and challenging, but but fabulous time. And I always remember, you know, I, I didn't know anybody, but my mum had a neighbor whose son was in Sydney, and she gave me the phone number, and I rang the guy, and I asked him, could you introduce me to the local Irish business network? And he said, actually, there isn't one. So, so I said, why don't we set one up? And so we, we set it up. We called it, because we both used to play rugby, the Lansdowne Road Club. Mm -hmm. um, we had a dinner for 30 people. And then we decided to drop the road bit because we had a, sort of in the spirit of sporting ecumenism with people from all sorts of different backgrounds. So we just called it the Lansdowne Club. And actually, they invited me back last year. And it was the 30th anniversary of that lunch. And mm -hmm. there was 2,000 people at it. And it was just became yeah. it's become this extraordinary network. There we all go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what started the whole thing going. Wow! And um, you spent a good bit of time with Irish Ireland funds, and do you want to tell yeah. about that? And then how you you moved on from there then to spending more time working on your own projects. That's right. Well, you know, when I was with uh, Cork Stockthall and IDA, uh, I came across um, <clears throat> a very well-known Irish business guy in those days called Tony O'Reilly, who was head of the H.J. Hines Food Company, and <clears throat> probably the most successful Irish business person internationally. He was also, uh, he was a, a former uh, Irish and British and Irish lion in rugby, you know, very successful in many, many fields. And he had set up this this notion of the Ireland funds, which was this idea, could we build a network of people around the world who would yeah. not only have an interest in Ireland, but actually would contribute 
And uh, so I set that up in Australia. Then I got offered the job to run it worldwide, but it meant moving to Boston. So left Oz, uh, moved to Boston, um, got married, had a few kids, all that kind of stuff, and um, spent uh, well, I spent 21 years with the Ireland Funds, in fact, um, 14 years, 15 years in Boston. And it, that was a really interesting and different experience. I was there throughout the Clinton years, throughout the 90s, um, the Good Friday Agreement, all that kind of stuff was going on. Fascinating uh, insight into uh, you know the American political interest in Ireland, all that kind of stuff, and then then finished up with them and came back. Wanted to get wanted to, wanted to bring my kids mm. back to this part of the world, and and as you said, the next chapter then was to go out on my own. Um, mm. And I know that's probably of more resonance to most people listening than than all the other bits and pieces. And and it was partly a needs must. I mean, I was at a stage in an age when I knew people weren't going to hire me or employ me, but I. But I also really wanted to, to try and take and, if you like, codify all the stuff that I'd learned from all these different people I'd worked for, uh, particularly around the area of network being critically important. And that's in, when I boiled down what I did with mm. the trade board, with IDA and with the Iron Foots, it was building networks. And uh, I realized that there was some methodology around this. There was a process to it. It wasn't an art. It wasn't a science. Um, and and I also realized something else. You know, nobody teaches this stuff. Uh, mm. No school or college teaches it. Companies don't even have strategies for it. And I realized this is something that's that's um, it's important but not urgent. And mm. of course, everybody lives their lives doing urgent things, mm. and they kind of they kind of forget this really critically important thing. Because I I sort of based on the notion that one introduction, one conversation can change your life, but they don't happen lying in bed or sitting at your desk. They happen mm -hmm. when you're in motion, when you're out and about, mm -hmm. when you do stuff, when you talk to strangers, when you put your talents on display, all of that kind of stuff. And I think, yeah. you know, self-starters have to have to really buy into this notion. So um, could you give me give me some examples then of some of the things that you've learned, some of the the best ways to network. Well, you know, the funny thing, you know, first of all, I realize <clears throat> in life you can't go it alone. You know, you just can't, you know, achieve what you want to achieve in life on your own. You know, mm. opportunities don't float around on clouds. They're they're associated to people. And I think we often buy into this kind of myth of individualism that, you know, to achieve in life, it's you against the world. It's you and your car personal yeah. characteristics. Actually, it's collaborating, cooperating. <clears throat> it's working with other people. So I realized that at an early stage. But I also realized that, you know, you know people who are who build strong and diverse networks. And that's kind of important, the diverse piece. And we might come back to that. Yeah. They live longer, they're stronger mentally and physically, they earn more money, um, they're happier. Um, and I, I actually think networking is an antidote to the big crisis of our times, which isn't COVID, bad and all as that is, it's actually loneliness. Um, and so so I, I just totally bought into this notion of networking. It's a way, as we say, to escape your silo um, and frankly, you know, if it's about your career, it's the way you're going to get your next job. 80% yeah. of good jobs aren't advertised. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can get through life, maneuver through life, or survive or thrive without building a network. And what's unfortunate in a way, it's got a kind of a bad image, or certainly mm -hmm. the verb networking has a bad image. I think the noun network, people accept that. But networking sort of conjures up images of slightly slimy, sleazy individuals late at night in a bar flicking out business cards and you know the type connor you wake up in the morning and you find somebody's business card and they turn up your trousers so you know where did that come from <laughs> and <laughs> that's kind of the the kind of image of, of networking that's out there but of course it's a lot more than that 
Um, so would you then, I suppose now, particularly with online marketing, with virtual, with the challenges of, of going to events and all the rest, uh, what are your thoughts on virtual networking and building networks online in these times? Yes, I, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because I think the traditional way of doing this stuff and the way we used to live our lives, going to events with a thousand people at a black tie dinner or going to lunches at Chamberlain, they're all gone. And not only are they gone, I don't, I don't think they're going to be coming back anytime soon. So, so that's kind of eliminated. And the real fear out there that we're going to lead to a certain degree of social recession, in other words, people are going to you know, kind of look into themselves. I think um, uh, certainly the answer, the way I, I took a low-tech, high-tech kind of uh, mm. attempt at resolving this challenge when lockdown happened, and low-tech was I just made an effort um, to reach out to people, to make those calls to people, to look at, for some of the older relationships yeah. where they used to have and they've let them slip, sort of dormant relationships. So I did a lot of that. I gave out a lot of stuff for free. Um, I wanted to be seen as kind of a, a degree of beneficence, just give this stuff away for free. And then I took a sort of a slightly more high-tech approach and really focused on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and realized that, you know, we might be able to we might be able to develop a, a sort of a tribe of people on of LinkedIn who might have been interested in what we're doing. So again, started generating lots of material, started filming lots of snippets and putting it up there, yes. and then started doing webinars. And I've done 55 webinars now. I've mm. done them all over the world. I just did one for Azerbaijan last mm. week, and tomorrow, Saturday, I'm doing one for Lesotho. Um, I've done them in Brazil and Singapore and Australia and New Zealand, and I've done them for lots of organizations here in Ireland like Chambers yeah. of Commerce or the the uh, some of the hubs, the techie hubs around the country, um, because there is an interest and a thirst to learn about this stuff. Because, you know, we will eventually exit from a um, this health crisis, but I think we're going to have a jobs crisis. And I think yeah. that, you know, a lot of people are going to have to, companies are going to reconfigure their work structures and workforces, and individuals are going to have to reconsider their careers and their jobs. And they may even have to not just move jobs, but move sectors and move industries. Um, so it's gonna be a lot of churn, a lot of disruption, yeah. a lot of turbulence, but there'll also be opportunity in all of that. Yeah. I think, you know, there's an old Irish expression that says, when business is down, that's when you paint the shop. And I think that, you know, now's the time you gotta get yourself ready yeah. uh, for when things will come back. And with, that's very, very true. And with um, the Networking Institute, uh, you've tried to, we productized a lot of your knowledge. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that and that, that process of, you know, uh, decode, codifying your knowledge and productizing it? Yeah. So, firstly, we realized that, you know, nobody does actually teach this stuff. Mm. Um, you know, schools and colleges, as I said earlier, don't do it. Companies generally don't have strategies for it. Whenever I run a workshop for a company and before lockdown, I spend three hours with a group, but I always ask the same four questions at the beginning of a session. I asked, the first question was on a scale of one to 10, how important is networking in your life? And everybody says nine or 10, no question about that. Secondly, they would say, on a, I'd ask on a scale of one to 10, um, you know, how good are you at it? And again, nobody, uh, everybody says five or six. They didn't say nine or 10, they said five or six. And then I'd say, have you ever done a course in networking? And people would say, people would say, no, I've never done a course in networking. And then I say, would you like to do a course in networking? And they all say yes. So immediately the kind of, the, the opportunity was kind of blatantly obvious yeah. to me. Here's yeah. the opportunity. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, and I feel a lot of people earlier in their career, they don't realize 
that the technical skills they needed to get their job in the first instance, important as they are, become less important and relationships become more important as they migrate through their career. So that was a really important kind of lesson to, to get out there. And so um, what type of tools would you have used and like uh, just what's the, the specifics? Do you, yeah. use a, do you use a learning management system or? So, um, so yeah, so. So what we did was we 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 filmed everything and we used the studio down and down in um, East Wall, um, which is really nice and quiet. Two really terrific XRT guys had set up a company yeah. there, and so you know, and it was hard because you know I would film something and eleven times later, you know, they'd they'd be happy. So it was kind of hard work, um, but we got it all on tape. We got we got a number of different topics. We did networking. We did public speaking. We did philanthropy fundraising. And we did diaspora engagement. So we got all that done, and then we used um, we use a company that's actually set up by an Irish guy, but based in Boston. So it's a it's a platform called Thought Industries, um, and uh, they're they were they have been terrific. They've helped us greatly, um, and you know they do all that kind of technical side yeah, of it. Yeah. So so now we've got all of that stuff. Um, and uh, and the important thing now is just to is just to and, and so basically we were beginning to sell a blended product. In other words, a hybrid. It was they get three hours of me in a in a in a workshop. Then they'd have to go on the training program, and we would know if they were doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we knew we let them know that we knew if they were doing it. Yeah. And uh, so they'd have to kind of complete this, and then we'd go back in at the end of the three or four weeks, and we'd have a kind of a wrap up session because what we're trying to do is bring about behavior change. And if behavior doesn't change, this is a waste of time and money. Yeah. And as you know, Connor, you know, in learning systems, you know, a lot of learning is wasted. And so yeah. we're really trying to, we're really, we're trying to get away from the Australians of a great expression. They call it, call it sheep dip training, right? <laughs> so, you know, just going in and spending a few hours and yeah. so that we really want to embed this stuff. Very good. So obviously you've learned a lot through the years and met um, lots of interesting business people and, um, and, could you maybe look at some of the key success factors that that have worked well for you and worked well for others? Maybe talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah, you know, when I look at that and I realize that all of these all of these people were successful and good at networking, and I realized a few things. Firstly, they work hard at it. You know, hmm. they they realize that they think like farmers. You know, who plants a seed in the spring, waters, nurtures, just knows that there'll be a harvest. They're also something else. Great networkers, <clears throat> excuse me, they tend to be good on high tech. They understand technology and they understand the importance of technology and how technology is opening up all sorts of opportunities. But they're also high touch and they yeah. get that balance right. And I think, um, there's a, I think there's a challenge nowadays with people migrating terrifically into just tech and missing out on the whole high touch side. Great networkers understand there's two types of information in the world. There's formal information which you can Google and you can read reports, but that's available to everybody. And there's informal information, nods, winks, tips, advice, mm. all that kind of stuff, which is not available to everybody. It comes from your network. Yeah. So I think that you know there are certain sort of characteristics these people have in common, which allows them to benefit from their networking and be effective. Very good, very good. And is there anything else that any other thing that you that business successful business people that maybe in smaller businesses they could have a business on their own that the key 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 uh, success factors things that are really important that they master apart from networking? 
Yeah, look, I think it's really important to be curious, you know. Mm. Um, we live in a world where a lot of people are strangely uncurious, you know. Um, so curiosity is all about asking questions that begin with who, what, when, where, why, and how, and just mm. being curious. Secondly, the number one skill in networking, and, and I think generally in life, um, is to be a world-class listener. But we live in a world where nobody listens. We live in a world where, where, where the only reason people listen is to prepare what, prepare what they're going to say next, not to hear what you're saying. So I think being a listener who not just listens to what somebody is saying, but what somebody is going to say next is hugely powerful. Um, the other element I'd say, and I'm a fan of this, and it's a little bit of a vague concept, but I call it funnels of serendipity, random mm -hmm. chance. How random chance can change your life? But the question is, can you make random chance happen for you? And I think you can. I think yeah. random chance is not like winning the lottery or a bolt of lightning from the blue. I think it's a gentle wind always at your back. And if you do the right things, go the right places, speak to the right people, yeah. put your talents on display, get out and about, guess what? Yeah. Luck enters your life. Yes, exactly. Um, so is there... Some people that would have inspired you, say, in business. So people that uh, over the years that that would have influenced you in some way. You would have learned something from them, mentored you, perhaps, and any some of the tips that they might have given you. Well, you know, Carla Harris is a wonderful woman in the United States. She was uh, mm. 32 years on Wall Street for Morgan Stanley, um, first most powerful black. Um, African-American leader in the mm -hmm. finance industry. It's wonderful. And there's great, if you're listening, there's TED Talks and YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah. But she says, you know, and she's big into this networking, and she says you need three things in your career. And, and these things really inspired me to think about this topic. She said you need, you need an advisor who will, who will give you advice and help you do your job technically. That's important. Yeah. She says you need, a, you need a mentor. And a mentor is somebody who talks to you and gives you the good, the bad, the ugly. Could be within your company, but yeah. not necessarily. But then she said something else. You need a sponsor. Yeah. And a sponsor doesn't talk to you necessarily. A sponsor talks about you. Mm. And here's why she said because all the major decisions in life about your life that impact on your life in terms of compensation, promotion, next projects would be taken by people sitting in a room around a table and you're not in that room. And so that's really a critical mess piece of messing that often people neglect and don't realize that their future is going to be determined by people in, your, in a room that you're not sitting in. So I, I, I love mm. the way, and she's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful mm. speaker. She's a gospel singer. She's fantastic. And I think if anybody has impacted on me, I think she has. That, that's brilliant. Uh, that's very, very true. So um, look out for her on, on TED. Uh, TED, YouTube, yeah. And is yeah. there any other um, sources of information like for that you would use for upskilling and keeping up to date, like TED or YouTube or podcasts or books that you would recommend? So I read all the networking books. I read, you know, everything from Keith Ferrazzi, etc. I mean, the guy who nailed this topic, uh, and he did it a long, long time ago, long before you were born, Connor, was actually Dale Carnegie. And he wrote a book, and it's in every airport bookstore today in the world. And the book's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. A bit of a shitty name, I think, for a book. Yeah. But, <laughs> but what did he say that has sort of stood the test of time? He said, the sweetest sound that anybody ever heard was the sound of their own name. How simple is that? He said, the smile on your face means more than the clothes on your back. He said, to be interesting, be interested. Yeah. Yeah. He said, a really good question beats a really good comment. Yeah. 
he said the person you're talking to is a hundred times more interested in their issues and their wants than your issues and your wants. Yeah. And so, you know, he said lots of these slightly, slightly folksy kind of things. But the lovely thing about Dale Carnegie is they're just as relevant today as they were then. These are timeless things. Still the best-selling yeah. book in the world in this space. Yeah, I've, I've got it. I've got it in the house. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got Keith Ferrazzi as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's a number of books in around networking connectors. Yeah. And Napoleon Hill. Yeah. He's yeah, a great guy. Yes, yeah, so um, there's some great tips. Do you listen to podcasts? I do. Uh, um, I, I listen to... Um, I, 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 I go walking in the mornings and I, I, I bang on different podcasts and... Um, uh, you know, I listen to, I, I listen to news programs, Democracy Now, and stuff from the US to just yeah. keep in touch with what's going over, over on over there, yeah. and um, and various Joe Rogan and various other people yeah. uh, series here. I think, I think we have this wonderful opportunity. Technology is so amazing that we can get access to such brilliance all around the place. Uh, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Excellent. Is there any uh, any other final tips for our advice for somebody who's you know? facing troubled times or you know their career is in in turbulence and not quite sure how to, how to plan for the future or what they should do any kind of thoughts for that? i think people um you know the most powerful marketing tool we all have is to ask you know to yeah. ask and i think that um you know it's really important to become good at asking i mean i think we often demean the whole notion of sales asking for the sale you know we seem sales as it seems to be a sort of low level yeah. kind of skill but i think it's it's fundamental and the other thing i'd say is is to get over this notion of stranger danger i call it mm -hmm. so you know what do we teach our kids we say to them don't talk to strangers right but actually statistically our kids are at more danger from friends and family than they are from strangers but we have to get over it. We'll never build a diverse network unless we get over this uh, fear of talking to strangers. So getting over that fear is very important. I mean, you and I live in a city, Connor, where when I was growing up, this was male, pale, and stale as a city. This was not a very cosmopolitan city. Yeah. Uh, today in Ireland, 17% of the population of Ireland were not born in Ireland. 25% of the population of Dublin were not born in Ireland. But here's the interesting statistic, 33% of the working age population of Dublin were not born in Ireland. So we have this wonderful, cosmopolitan, mm. international, diverse city that yeah. we live in. But here's the question. Does your network reflect the diversity of the society you live in, the economy you work in? And all the research shows that if it doesn't, you underperform as an individual and as a company. So that's one of the challenges, is to make sure that we have diversity mm. in our networks. And through diversity, you learn so much stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's great for you personally and also great for society. And so that's, totally. a, that, that's totally. a really great one. I know, I know diversity and inclusion is very popular within companies at the moment. And It is. Um, yeah, it is. So it's, it's great to hear yeah. the positive impact it can have on, on the individual as well. Oh, yeah. And look, the city is so much better than it was, I think. And one of the key reasons for that is that we have people from all over the world want to come and live here and contribute. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Kingsley, it's been wonderful chatting to you. Um, thank you so much for your time. And um, I've always enjoyed your after dinner speeches. And it's lovely to have a, have a private chat with you that we can share with other people in, in, in the world. Uh, so thanks a million for your time. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Connor. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If this is your first time to join us, you are most welcome. And please subscribe for future episodes. This show is shared with you to help you succeed. 
So please share with others to help them succeed too. At Self Makers, we believe you can all be your own business. We're here to help self-employed people across the globe accelerate their careers and achieve self-made success. Please visit selfmakers.com and follow Self Makers on social media. Bye for now.